0: welcome back ladies and gentlemen did that peak zach
1: <laughs> i think wa- it may have a little bit it was i was i was more energy than i was expecting uh,
0: i was just trying to wake my ass up <laughs> just trying to wake my ass up all right listen did it really peak because we can just take it from here <laughs> no just keep going oh we just keep going all right hey me. look oh, welcome man. back welcome back to the peaky pod by story archives I'm your somewhat sleepy host, who is being a real true professional here and uh, raising the energy that he didn't have about five seconds ago, alongside our other host, (laughs) who's also a little sleepy. I'm just just going (laughs) to. I did did
1: have a Negroni earlier, but that was a while ago. At this point, yeah, I'm on I'm on some whiskey, like Ada was. Okay, no, I'm uh, I'm a little tired too, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take some of the energy that you just brought into the intro there, hopefully, and carry it on the rest of the uh, the episode here. it was supposed to be like a shot shout
0: through the balls because it it got something in me, man I said bowels, but it's supposed to be bowels. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shot through the bowels <laughs> Shit. Yeah, yeah, I needed one of those yeah. yeah um look this episode episode four
1: dang second Sapphire. best
0: of second best of the season. So that's what second I'm calling best
1: it. by far of this season, yeah, episode one I think is still king in this season, but this one uh this one definitely tops. Episode two and the last one for reasons not need to be explained.
0: I'm calling it the episode of montages. There's like six music montages in this thing.
1: There really was a lot. And there were were so many. Well, yeah, I guess there were music montages. It was just a bunch of scenes, man. We just keep cutting away the whole, like out of of the context of what's going on with everything else happening with everybody else. It's crazy. We got two more episodes to go. I think we the next two are going to be incre- I think the next episode is going to be incredible. I think it's definitely going to top this one.
0: Well, I'll tell you this: they don't got any time to screw around.
1: No, they don't. Right? Like, like <laughs> I was, you know, I was listening to the episode that we recorded um, for episode three, and I was thinking in my head because I got, I got to the point in the episode where I was like counting all the all the villains he had, and I I left out a couple. Like, there's literally like eight plus people against Tommy right now. That like. Or, or if not against him, there are easily eight plus people that there needs to be some sort of resolution in the next couple of episodes. I think we'll get like a mix matched amount of resolutions. Like
0: you'll get like a couple of a couple of them that'll be taken care of. I hope they do them all like in the last episode. Mm, but you mm-hmm. still always got to leave room for like the twenty minutes of resolution yeah. that needs to occur, where we see like you know you know the movies where they do yeah. the. You know the black screen, and then it says 20 years
1: later," mm-hmm. and then it shows like you mean like how Harry Arthur, Potter ends. <laughs> Arthur
0: Arthur went on to have five kids with his estranged wife Linda. Mm-hmm. John Boy's kids eventually rose up in obscurity and became little
1: peddlers <laughs> on the street.
0: All right, whatever. Well, maybe maybe, let's maybe get the into next, this. maybe the
1: last episode will be extra long. But you know what? That that reminds me though. Unfortunately, I think uh, I think my bets are looking pretty, pretty bad. decent right now. What and
0: yeah you kidding me? i think this episode actually f- switched up until now your bets were looking great but up after this episode i'm feeling so confident in my bets it's like beyond which one? confident which one because i'm well, super confident let me well, let me pull them i open. don't want to be
1: confident one of mine but one of mine was at least one of them will die if not both of them and arthur's like just hold on piss drunk every time and now tommy has a terminal illness
0: where's our Well, damn! All right, Uh, hold on. Let me go back and find my.
1: Where are my bets? Where are my bets? Try and find your bets. I don't even know where your bets are. I'm gonna have to try and find them. Predictions. Okay. Okay. Um. Predictions. (laughs) Okay, so one of them,
0: one of mine, I'm putting a check mark on it. Gina and Mosley hook
1: up. Okay confirmed it's not, today that's not in that's not in the whiskey bet that was it's just not a, in the whiskey rumor. bet I, no. I
0: understand that i understand that
1: but i agree My, that was that was that's was, that was definitely right tommy's redemption is looking good
0: arthur I think finds tommy's peace redemption is, looking is looking good is
1: followed up with tommy's death
0: arthur finds peace with a new all right this is our okay let's just do a segment here real quick let's do a segment checking in on our predictions okay all right Peaky predictions okay I have Tommy defeats Mosley. I think it's inevitable. Yeah. Tom Tommy's redemption. It's looking good right now for me. Michael dies or ends up in prison. He did end up in prison, so I put a check mark in that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Arthur finds peace with the new woman or redemption with Linda. I think that's looking very good right now. The odds are looking great on that bet. Polly. Uh, okay. I made these before everything. Uh, Polly is left heartbroken because of the fate of. Her. Okay, at this point, I didn't know that there were, that there was no filming done with mm-hmm. Helen, so I'm scratching that um out of there because I didn't know. Ada gives birth to her baby and finds her place next to Tommy in the business. Check, that's looking good. That, yeah, that that's happen. already done. That's I already. the predictions
1: are 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 pretty good over all the predictions. I I okay. just think my bets are panning out.
0: Tommy becomes a hero, serving his country and saving it from a fate they couldn't have imagined. I feel like that's a cheap bet, but it's going to happen. Al Capone intervenes to join forces with Tommy (laughs) in defeating the collab between Michael and the Chinese. That's looking not so good right now. But I swear to you, if Al Capone comes in and goes, hey, what's going on, Tommy Shelby? Uh, Next episode. Gina goes back to New York. Her baby dies or is born deformed. I was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is such but, a hold on. specific bet <laughs> the We're baby predicting. could die in the next two episodes yeah you never know not that i'm rooting for it oh it's not like i'm the type of person that would laugh like
1: like you did at ruby the Listen, last I, I was like choking on spit or something okay
0: i don't know what you're doing but it was not a good look for you from a pr perspective uh <laughs> sure. gina and mosley hook up or having an affair bingo ding 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 i should have put whiskey on that uh you
1: should have but I kind of thought the same thing when you were saying it. Like I was agreeing. Okay.
0: Okay. I put Carl takes the torch from Tommy. Karl
1: Marx uh Carl Marx uh Shelby. You know, you know, I could actually see that happening though, because if Tommy has a terminal illness and Arthur's incapable of leading it, Finn's a piece of shit, we don't even know where he is. (laughs) Carl's gonna (laughs) take it over. Right? And then this movie, if it if it happens, is gonna be like twenty years later. Carl takes over. Look, yeah. Um, we did. We ha- We do
0: have a new contender, which is funny because I left this out because mm-hmm. I went uber nerd mode and actually looked up like the castings of like who, who was cast in the new season. And Oof. when they showed a certain kid, I was like, oh, that's going to be, they're going to do a time skip and that's Tommy's mm-hmm. kid. Uh, turns out it was Tommy's kid, but not the kid I thought it was. And so we find that out in this episode. Let's mm-hmm. get this damn episode yeah, started. But everything's looking good. Everything's looking good right
1: now. What are our whiskey bets then? That I I literally just closed it out. But the whiskey bets, uh, I will tell you in like one second, ish. Mm -hmm. So one of my whiskey bets was okay. Here they are. You 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 had two whiskey bets, and I had two whiskey bets. Whiskey bet number one for you was Arthur and Tommy both survive. Arthur finds a new woman to claim his or to calm his mind. Your second whiskey bet is Al Capone is a deciding factor in the Shit. war against Tommy. That was
0: a whiskey bet for me.
1: Yeah, my whiskey bets are either Arthur or Tommy dies, and I will repeat, you gave me that one just because I think it'd be it, it's terrible if they both die. Um, and then the other whiskey bet for me was just basically no Capone. So,
0: golly, you got like a free bottle of whiskey in that one. I, what I was I I think? thinking. <laughs> There's still fun. an odd like 5% chance that Al Capone plays a factor here. <laughs>
1: you never know. He might rear his head somehow.
0: Damn it. All right. I, <laughs> if, uh, all right. Let's get this episode started. Let's get it going. Don't pick an expensive bottle. Of what
1: you- I'm not going to pick an expensive one. We don't do that here.
0: We should do like at least like a, a $35 bottle.
1: Yeah. It's got to be something that hurts just a little bit. Yeah. It's got to hurt. Just me. not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you rolling?
0: Uh, I'm gonna start in three, two, now. Okay, awesome. So this is a 57 minute episode. Let's just let's fucking do it. We waited so long. It's been a busy week for for yeah. for me. I I don't know what you've been up to, but I've just wrapped on a production, <sighs> which is hence a little bit why I'm tired right now because I'm I wrapped on a, you know, about a day and a half ago. Mm -hmm. so um, i gotta lower this music what is this anya
1: i don't know i just uh i just turned mine down because i (laughs) I couldn't hear anything but yeah no you you just you just wrapped something i just started something this week so
0: i think we're very much in line like our actual podcast intro is in line with the amount of montages in this i think so they should have done the in the bleak midway it works so well they should have done that yeah so i i
1: kind of expected to have that somewhere in here
0: I think they're done with the we haven't had like edgy rock since episode one.
1: It it came back in this one a bit. I mean, we have more Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. The jingle, jangle, jingle, jangle, jingle, jangle song. True, 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 true. Yeah.
0: Sorry, I had a little time skip there. My BBC player was giving me some issues.
1: All good. It gives me issues all the time. It's like it doesn't work well. (laughs) Um Yeah, yeah, well, l- we're getting- very upbeat for such a somber start to this episode right now. No, we
0: have to be because <laughs> the whole season is dark. I'm like, I understand yeah. it's the final season, but can I get some alleviated moments of like just something that's a little bit happy? Well, Everything yeah, the, is I so mean, there's dark.
1: Also, there's shows where, you know, the the final season is is, is depressing or sad, but it's just because, you know, things are coming to an end. This is like because critical people are dying off and it's just.
0: Well, no one critical has it's died. Insane. Ruby well, was not. Ruby, she wasn't a, critical to look oh, the storyline. Okay, yeah, I, I
1: mean, I guess that was the wrong word there, but people you don't want dying are dying, right? Yes, like that's, no, no I, doubt. I can put it that way. So,
0: no doubt, no doubt. I'm just being, I'm just being like contrarian to be contrarian mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. But like, no, Ruby was a factor, but she wasn't like an actual, no. you know, character that you saw any screen time with, uh, really. No, and just um, this
1: one with her and the green-eyed man. I think that was about it. Yeah, that was creepy. But all right, so you
0: have Ruby's funeral in the opening scene, where you have like a half, almost like half Catholic or half Protestant funeral. I, well, th- remember this is and what they did half for the uh, funeral.
1: The guy Ada was with that blew up. Ben Younger, yeah, right. I, they never showed his funeral. Oh on no, screen. no, no, it wasn't him. It was You're like thinking kid. of the little boy. Yeah, it was a little boy. I always mix that up. I always think yeah. that it was Ben Younger.
0: No, no, they never show Ben Youngers. They, I, they, what they did with Ben Younger was Tommy said that Ben Younger's family was paying for his funeral. Yeah, that's right. Now, that's right. All right. So in the scene with with Ruby's funeral, I was shocked that Tommy was so composed because at the yeah. end of our last podcast episode, I said this is going to devastate Tommy, which I was right about. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was like, I don't know how he recovers after this, which I don't know if he will necessarily because it doesn't look like it in this episode. But he, yeah. but let me make a point here. He goes and immediately goes to Arthur. He does this a couple times in the episode with Arthur. Mm-hmm. It's like he's explicitly making a point that Arthur's letting the family down, that he's abdicated yeah. his responsibility as the eldest brother. Mm-hmm. And he looks pathetic. He's clinging he onto so Jeremiah. Pathetic. Oh my he, gosh. He you know, can't stand I'm you know, I'm saying that, like obviously understanding the compassion you have for an addict, but all being an addict or not, you still look pathetic clinging onto as a grown man clinging onto another man when it's yeah. your brother's daughter's funeral and you're supposed to step up and kind of carry a weight so i think that's the reason i'm feeling good about you know the arthur situation ending on a positive note Mm -hmm. because it either ends on a positive note or he literally dies like an addict in the show you know he has to have some sort of moment and it's going to happen either in the next episode or Mm -hmm. the one after because i think the the freaking fans of the show will riot if you get one of the strongest characters in the show literally withering away in a basement in the dark in the final yeah. two episodes, which yeah, is not going
1: to happen. He's, he has to come out of this in some way. And and based on everything that we saw up until the season, I thought Arthur was probably going to be the one that would die. But after seeing this, I think, I think things are going to change. I think Tommy will have his redemption moment, uh, his redeeming moment. And then I think he's going to die after that because I don't think he can continue to live in such... Torture. I don't think Tommy dies. I don't, I don't. I don't give. Know. A
0: sh- I don't give a shit what the doctors say. I don't think Tommy dies. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think, think he does. Happened, Look, if doctors I, I are did. if doctors are wrong today in twenty twenty two. Oh yeah, this, this sure doctor who comes in there. This doctor me? who comes into his office with the same cadence as his secretary in the House of Commons, Mister Shelby. Oh, I, I forgot one more. One more. One more thing. Yeah, give me a break! though, with The, deli- the yeah, delivery. Yeah, I know. somebody's gonna
1: come in and be like, uh, "You have bladder cancer." It's like you know, just know what I mean. Like, just piss. spit it out! Like, come spit on! Spit it
0: out! What? Well, spit it out! You drove all the way here. You're gonna like, is this the doctor show? What is this?
1: You look this like death. Is this the R? The PR nineteen
0: forty? Like, relax. Basically. Just spit it out. I don't got time. Did, for this. We got two I episodes. Did guy spent like five minutes trying to like, spit out the diagnosis.
1: Oh, I know. It literally took that. Long. I think it literally took like five to seven minutes. You're um, at the end. I, I, i did uh I did guess something correctly in the end of the last episode that happened in here i I said, I wonder if we're going to have a moment with the Boswells where it's just a quick revenge moment and sure enough, spoiler alert we do get that in here with Tommy yeah. just walking into the force and obliterating them with a Tommy gun. you know I think uh, it was a Tommy gun. I didn't look too closely, but it was some be, sort of machine gun
0: it would be fitting um yeah. So I feel like this funeral part is really just politician Tommy. And Tommy just turns on politician it Tommy. It felt a lot
1: like politician Tommy.
0: To- Tommy actually does better when he's around people and has to kind of suck it up and not fall apart. Yeah. Um,
1: I think a lot of people do, though. I don't know. Like, Either way. I mean, you, you try to put on the front to, to keep it all together, but that's what it is. It's just a front. Tell it to Arthur. Well, um, <laughs> Arthur's lost his front. Yeah. Honestly,
0: it's it's just interesting to me because it's like everything he says at the funeral is a lie. In a sense. I mean, I do think he's aiming to get to the good, but in this episode mm-hmm. he starts drinking again. It's like he goes to he gives himself up to the dark. Yeah. It, this is this is the death that breaks his will. You know, it breaks his composure. Paulie's death got he makes a mention of this later. He was marching left, right, left, right, left, right. Yeah. This one was like, he's gone back to his previous ways. That didn't work. And honestly, I made a note here. Mm-hmm. I think it's right for the story that Ruby died because Tommy was so off the rails in the last episode. It wouldn't have been good if he got his way no, by it doing wouldn't what have. he did. Because when the moment I said it, like when he rips the cross out from the ground of the, like the girl's <laughs> tombstone, I'm like... yeah. He's off the rails. Like, he thinks he's, he, this guy, he literally thinks he's God. He literally he thinks does. he has power. I mean, power it, in the last season, fate. he
1: was saying he will be. <clears throat>
0: yeah. So, like, that's what he
1: was, what he was thinking of himself, I, right? That's what I think Ruby's death is. It's like a humbling of, like, he is not in control mm-hmm. as much
0: as he thinks he is.
1: I did hear Ruby's death was always in the script. Polly's obviously wasn't. Where, um, where did you hear that? I heard, I'm pretty sure I heard, what's his name? Stephen Knight talking about it.
0: I'm almost positive that if Helen McCrory had not uh, passed away, um, that her character would not have died in the show.
1: No, that's what I'm saying. Ruby's death was always in the script. It was Polly's that was not.
0: Yeah. You know, after this episode, uh, and after seeing what happens with Gina and Mosley, I think there's going to be a... It's not so conclusive that Michael and Tommy end on a bad note. But I think it's more likely that they do end on a bad note, because Michael... Can he go back on his stance at this point, you know?
1: I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of I, I had a feeling in this episode where I was like, you know, maybe Michael and Tommy, like, come back together and like, there's not really this beef in between them because Michael was led astray and betrayed and Tommy's forgiving because he's, no. he's out of, like, this whole, you know, I don't want to hold a grudge, I don't want to fight you sort of thing. Like, I don't know. Oh, I got
0: I to gotta make two comments here. One is going to be serious. The other one's going to be like serious as well, but Do it. make it fun. Um, based on Michael's personality, he's going to blame Tommy for his wife having an affair rather than blame mm-hmm. his wife. I can because see that. he's he's going to say, you presented this situation, Tommy, and you, you had Jack Nelson go to London and you know she wouldn't have had enough. He's a punk. So he's going to like yeah. never blame yeah. his wife for his own decisions. So let's make a comment here, though. Finn's made two appearances in this season. Has he? Was he even here? Yeah. Paulie's funeral. I didn't even funeral, notice him. Paulie's funeral and uh, Ruby's funeral.
1: Was he really at the funeral? Because I swear to you, even watching it this time, I didn't even notice him.
0: My running theory is, is that he pissed off the writers, uh, the creator of this show, by making some comments in the off season. I could be, complete, could be complete conjecture, but he's made some comments about not wanting to be in a Peaky Blinders movie. And I have a feeling Stephen Knight's like, kid. Kid, this is your. This was your first gig. Have a little bit of respect. Have a little bit mm-hmm. of appreciation. You know. Have a little bit of. You know. John Boyd did the same thing, man. I mean, although I think it's. I think his name is Joe Cole in real life. He had more of yeah. some gravitas as an actor. Finn. Mm-hmm. Finn is still young. He's still finding
1: his footing. Like Finn is the, very young.
0: What's the hurry? All right. Let's. He,
1: I mean, the only thing I would I would maybe say in his defense with it is. If this is his first big role, my gosh, did he pick a hateable character? Like I don't think Finn's, a, ha- I don't think Finn's here, a hateable
0: character. I think that's just you. I think I it's- think
1: he is gullible and just like stupid. And like I mean, in the sense of like really, come on. You're you're like people could look at this as if he's almost the catalyst of why Polly is dead, right? why all these people died we've been down this Aberam road before we it's have not, been down the road but it's, it's not, he not what, he's the person who is like oh we're killing a fascist get some drink get some girl it's the stupidest thing it's it's it was yes, just like that moment right was there. stupid come on but yes the I moment mean, moment was it's stupid. that one thing one thing and there's nothing else after that to redeem him of his moment there
0: because of price stup- i don't know who knows maybe five and six he comes back like a badass but who whatever let's not miss this scene i think we've gone too off often it's to think. yeah look tommy to goes yeah. and yeah go ahead and say the scene oh, i think i, I should i think i should get the first 30 minutes and you can get the last All right, 30 go minutes. for it go for it okay
1: take it away you, you can take the fun 30 minutes
0: okay the back end 30 minutes are more fun we can swap <laughs> there's anymore. a lot that that happens go i'm saying go the first 30 because those are my notes on the first 30 um tommy takes revenge on avodny barwell you know in a way that we've really never seen tommy kill people this uh this ruthlessly before mm-hmm. uh it's it's a bit disturbing actually the way he yeah. kills he kills them because it's we've really never seen him kill someone like this yeah and it's, it's it's truly a breaking point and we get the second music montage of the episode um i did think he was literally gonna go look for the sapphire but i guess he's not interested in doing that
1: i don't think he's interested in it i don't know yeah. why he would be at this point like who cares
0: Yeah, well, we see in the funeral scene that Tommy does vow, right? Am I wrong about this? That Tommy does vow to
1: kill, yeah, all those. He he basically says they will pay, which is like in
0: direct opposite to what he says outside to everybody else, Mm -hmm. right? Okay, next scene after brutally killing three men and Evadne Barwell and. Hopefully not killing some children with stray bullets uh, because yeah. there's literally like just there's just literally little kids Charges everywhere. is with children it, and they're it's just running like, around. That's what the most disturbing part was really about that. Um, mm-hmm. Tommy meets up with uh, Esme who's kind of turned into a, a bit of a plot device here in this season. And yep. she she brings in a storyline that I usually always roll my eyes at. Usually always roll my eyes at the. Remember that girl you slept with? Well, she Mm -hmm. got pregnant, and it turns out she had a kid. (laughs) We we haven't heard about this kid, but we've known Esme since season two or season one, and we haven't heard about this kid since season one. But Esme's like the literal gypsy whisperer, and she knows everything about gypsies. But we're just finding out about Tommy's long-lost son in season six. Okay, now I didn't initially roll my eyes, but now I'm starting to roll my eyes a little bit at Mm -hmm. it in the, the little explanation right yeah um okay now let me get to my point here this kid it. the actor uh supposedly he kind of has a following i don't, don't remember his name but when I, I saw that he was casted his facial structure is so similar to killian murphy's like in the sense like he has that mm. skinny kind of gaunt face yeah uh that i was like oh it's got to be charles like there's gonna his like his son with grace like this is going to be him, like in a time skip or something like that. Mm-hmm. Turns out I was somewhat right. It wasn't Charles, though. It's a, it's a kid of his that he had with a woman before he went to war. And uh, it's almost undeniable. The kid comes out of the carriage. He's He has a kind moment with the horse, and yeah. he's plodding. Like, like, he just looks like Tommy. He just Yeah, he really has
1: Tommy's demeanor here.
0: Yeah, and he calls himself Duke, which is kind of cool. It's a cool name. <laughs> Good name for a dog, too. Duke, it is a saying?
1: great name for a dog. Terrible name for a college basketball team, but.
0: (laughs) What? That's my favorite team in college basketball. Are you guys Tar Heels?
1: Coach K. Yeah, with Tar Heels.
0: You're Tar I Heels, oh, so or NC
1: State. I don't know. I just don't like Coach K, from my understanding.
0: I love Coach K. You're saying it like you're, <laughs> these decisions have been made for you. <laughs> I don't know. So you're I, not I a Tar Heel. Your I wife's family's, family's Tar heels. heels. Yeah, they are. Okay, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's like Coach K is the man. Don't listen to that bullshit. <laughs> and it's his last season. I'll I'll take no Coach K. Yeah, it
1: was his last season. He got he they, he lost that uh that game no, against bro. what was it, NC State
0: against UNC. But um, against the Tar Heels, which probably made your wife's family very happy. But <laughs> Coach K is not done yet. They're actually playing tonight. I don't know what the score of that game is. I don't know. Let me get back to Esme and the in the long lost son of Tommy Shelby, who I'm actually all for because he legitimately has the demeanor and is like Tommy Junior. So I'm I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Um, Esme offers the boy to Tommy. Uh, in other words, like, hey, you lost a daughter, but here's a son. You know, it's fill the gap. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a kind of a fitting storyline when you think about it from that perspective. Uh I'm actually looking forward to him being introduced, but I hope it's not like I hope it's not in the last 10 minutes of episode 6. I hope if they do introduce him it's next episode. That's going to be know? terrible if
1: it's the last 10 minutes of episode 6.
0: Yeah, I think it would be. Um in the way that Tommy's been comporting himself since Ruby's funeral, Lizzie confronts him. And um Lizzie's a true loyal woman, man. Like Yes, they go at it and it feels like every single scene they're either crying or screaming at each other. But uh, mm-hmm. she confronts Tommy here for his vengeance act. And Tommy um, owns up to it. He's And he doubles down. like He's going to continue yeah. to kill as many people as he needs to uh, yeah. until he accomplishes what he needs to accomplish and gets to the end of this so he just can just be free of conflict. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we we see that here where... She's just, I don't, I don't think that she disagrees with his approach necessarily. It's almost like she just hates the situation that they're in.
1: Uh, Who wouldn't? Yeah.
0: Uh, Before leaving, she tells him that the hospital has been trying to get a hold of him forever, which Tommy's had this lingering cough since last season. And it's just been a cough that he's had subtly. And I think they've just been planting seeds that he's Mm. sick. Um. You'll notice it in episode five. uh, I mean, season five, episode one. He's coughing up a storm. He coughs. He coughs up a storm throughout all season five. Um, it's just like a little Easter egg, almost like when
1: interesting.
0: Yeah, it's almost like in Breaking Bad when uh, kind of in the middle, Walter stops coughing. You know, yeah, (laughs) it goes into remission. You just don't know. But um, Arthur's waiting for Tommy here, and uh, just doubling down in a terrible demeanor he's literally at the bottom of the barrel so to speak uh, Mm. because he's trying to get wine from the bottom of this barrel that's literally running out and uh it's an interesting scene with tommy and arthur here i want to say that this location was used in the episode where the russians were involved am i wrong Mm. maybe and there was Uh, a russian a russian that was
1: also killed with a fish hook maybe I can't Tom, remember.
0: Tommy kills him or he kills an Italian I don't know.
1: I didn't I didn't think I'd ever seen this uh this location before. No? No. Well,
0: Arthur is he looks like he's strung out on opium and he looks uh drunk and all sorts of things, but Tommy's talking to him about it's it's just a moment between brothers where he essentially tells Arthur he's going to get better because the family needs him to get better and there's just no mm-hmm. two
1: ways around it. Yeah. Yeah. Arthur's just chilling there. Is that wine that he's just waiting to fill up the cup with? Yeah, it's wine. That's what I thought.
0: Yeah, he's just a, at this point, a shell of himself. Yeah. It's very sad.
1: It's... It's both pathetic and sad, but Tommy. Uh, I feel like Tommy just keeps trying to get him to remember what what he was like before all of this, right? Like to think, to get uh, him to try and and sort of. I think that's the point of the scene, I don't right? Know, fight back! I think that's the whole point, right? Like to try and he's egging Arthur on and like everything. I don't I think, think he's like egging him he, on
0: here. I think he's really just telling him essentially i used to look i i looked up to you you know i used to Mm -hmm. think that i beat you and i realized that you've always been in my corner from day one Mm -hmm. and he's like pretty much telling arthur like i need you in my corner now and the family needs you so you need to step up and it's just like they're both at rock bottom tommy's broken from his daughter's death and arthur's Mm -hmm. broken by substance abuse and his wife being gone notice he's he's he was not able to stay clean. Tommy told him that yeah. if you stay clean for two weeks, I'll write a letter to Linda and mm-hmm. try to get you guys back together. But he was not able to stay clean. So what yeah. is the thing for Arthur? That is, is he actually going to
1: magically stay clean in the
0: next two episodes?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, he's definitely trying to get him back in his corner. I totally agree with that. But I also think that he is kind of... I mean, like the whole the whole conversation here is like, oh yeah, I I I had you pinned down, and I beat you, and Arthur's like, no, you didn't, I, I won, right? Like,
0: which is kind of like a little bit like a shred of hope to the audience, yeah. right? That he's yeah, not completely I, gone,
1: exactly, exactly. I mean, like he's like the whole point of of what I meant by like him trying to egg him on a little bit is really just to get him to kind of wake up and fight back, right? Like, because I mean, he's got to fight to not be an addict, right? You know, he's gonna he's gonna have to fight to kind of come back into the family and kind of take on responsibility. So, yeah, I mean, this was the most hopeful point for Arthur, I think. That I've I seen think this season. I
0: think this is the most hopeful point of the whole damn season yeah. because you have the story about. It's almost like, what is that metaphor that Tommy once used, or I think it was Winston Churchill. He's like. I have no doubt there was a time where I was in France and I was above ground and you were below ground. Yeah. And we were both fighting towards the same cause. Yeah. It's like that here where Tommy's saying they f- he feels like a tunneler again next to his old comrade Arthur. Mm-hmm. But he alludes, he kind of like likens it to when they were on a boat in a tunnel and they were going 3,000 miles. And yeah. they saw that beam of light that they knew that it was just a few more yards. That's mm-hmm. whole, the whole thing. These next two episodes, it's the last few yards yeah before they're free before they're in the light and whether that means that they're both alive i think it just means that they have peace hopefully they both find peace because one of the things in this is scene that's so interesting is arthur's in a bow tie like tuxedo and tommy's in a nice suit Mm -hmm. in a beautiful in a nice cellar full of expensive wine i wish
1: i had a cellar like that dude
0: (laughs) (laughs) and uh they're more miserable than they've ever been that's true you know the the show always points to that. They become more and more miserable the more that they succeed in their in their goals, because they 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 lose their, they lose their way, they lose their path, and they become less like the people they were and become just intoxicated by the lifestyle in some ways. Tommy's yeah. ambition has put him in this corner, but at the same time, it's, it's also making him answer a call of, for justice and for good too. Like and Arthur, Arthur has always been messed up, as Tommy said, from the beginning. But it's just gotten to a point now where it's it's either he gets better or he dies. It's it's simple as that yeah. for Arthur. Yeah, that's pretty. It's pretty much it. It's like you get better or you or you're dead. You, is yeah. it going to be like a one last battle moment for Arthur, or is it going to be that he gets better?
1: <clears throat> i don't know that's why like i i feel like my my bets are looking pretty good but i'm not I happy you, about them looking i, I, pretty good I still I like think them. your bets
0: are looking bad because how do you do a peaky blinders movie without arthur shelby it's just unless it's a prequel
1: it's but, uh it's it's you jumping 10 15 years into the future where carl uh
0: carl mark thorne is
1: uh is it carl marks or just carl no thorne. it's carl thorne he's named yeah. after carl marks though
0: Yeah, he deserves to be called Karl then. Yeah, he does. This scene made me just... It it kind of made me more so feel like, damn, can we just get a happy moment for once in this season? Just once. (laughs) The first episode is the only episode that's given us any sort of like, yeah, you know, yeah moments. bar the first episode was great, minus the lack of
1: whiskey. It was great.
0: Even the end when Tommy explodes on the phone and he says... What did she say? And you have that moment where he finds out that his daughter's been like. Even that moment was amazing, but everything else from now has been like, just a. It's been like a Nirvana, like in utero. Like it's just been just full on depression. It's just like (laughs) complete. You know, it's just that's just what it is. So episode five, better give me some good damn Tommy moments, man. I I know.
1: Tommy's got to drop a few people in on that one. So episode, I like, let's just, let's
0: just recap. <clears throat> episode one, great. Episode mm-hmm. two, what happens again? <laughs>
1: <laughs> episode two, Gosh, Ruby Ruby gets really get? sick at Ruby the Ruby end. It's a very slow episode.
0: Sick. It's the seizures episode with Tommy. Yeah, it's a seizure episode. Okay, Ruby gets three? really sick. We get Warren, Ru- Mickey. Ruby yeah. dies. Three Ruby yeah. dies, and now four. <laughs> it's like we finally start to get things in motion, but. It's still looking bleak at the moment. Yeah.
1: yeah. Jack Nelson got introduced in episode 2, I believe.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, so the meeting of
1: devils. By the Zach, way, this meeting, please describe I thought, this. Yeah, so anyways, I lied or didn't lie? I just I I didn't I forgot the first 5 minutes of this when I said it took 10 minutes. This entire I don't scene, remember this scene being this, this long. This entire scene with the meeting of devils as as uh Mario put it, which I like the coin oh, get, uh, the, thanks. the coin name here. I do. I like it. I'm going to I have that. some great titles of the but sections of this you episode. Do. I, I'm going to have to start taking my notes <laughs> like this just saying like scene name. I'm going to like title every scene and just kind of bullet yeah. point what happened instead of bullet point the entire episode <laughs> but um no this whole meeting of the devils uh, w- which is uh oswald mosley diane what is diane's Captain last Swain, name guinness jack guinness? nelson i think so diane guinness speaking of stouts something like uh, that conor mcgregor's releasing a
0: stout and supposedly oh, really? it's, like, it's like the bomb yeah that's yeah, hilarious but I'm, then I'm again everything he. Try it.
1: Everything he markets, he acts like it's a bump. I mean, of course. I <coughs> used to love stouts, and for, for like the past two years, I just have not been able to drink it. I don't know why. I'm not it's a just big, too I'm heavy not, for me. I'm
0: not a big stout guy, but he. I was watching on an interview, and the stout looked good. I'm like, oh, I look good. All
1: right. All right. Yeah. Well, anyway, anyways, this whole meeting of the Devils with Diana, Oswald, Captain Swain, Jack Nelson, and eventually Tommy lasts like a total of 15 minutes in this episode. It starts at minute twenty-five and ends at minute forty.
0: So it's the biggest sequence in the episode.
1: It is the biggest sequence in the episode. Granted, there are a bunch of like montage, like cuts throughout this whole conversation. Uh but yeah. Are you it's, counting it's the scene
0: from the moment they hit the table, or are you also counting the Charles can't sleep scene and Francis low key becoming like the new
1: Alfred? So the I, I'm, I'm talking about right now, like uh, once they walk into the house, mm-hmm. once they walk into the house to the time we, we get past the entire scene and we're now onto something else, it's 15 minutes of the episode. So right now, I mean, we, we have Charles basically complaining to Tommy because he can't sleep. Uh,
0: well, let's not like literally disregard that completely. He's having nightmares of his sister. Yeah,
1: I mean, he's, ha- he's having a mi- nightmares of his sister or... Be- because of everything that happened and you know he was Tommy basically tells him to go go to his mother and what was it what was it Charles said she won't let me go or she won't let me go I don't know if he's referring to his
0: mother or if he's referring to Ruby at that point but he's obviously looking for some consolation with his father and -hmm. his father just is on a mission at the moment yeah I found it interesting that Tommy asked Francis here his maid his lead maid it seems uh, how how does he look
1: I think she's the only made at this point. It's the only one I've seen.
0: Well, well, she says, if someone touches you, you won't shatter. But it's clear that he shatters almost immediately when he hears Captain Swain singing the same song that Grace does in the bar in season one, when Tommy actually had forbidden singing in the bar, Mm -hmm. and he walks in for the first time. I think it's the first time he sees her. I think so. And uh, she's singing the same exact uh, Rebel song that Captain Swain Mm -hmm. is
1: singing. Yeah, I, I noted down as well that it was the it was a song that we heard Grace singing. I forgot it was the first song. I just knew it was one of the songs.
0: Now, I made a comment about Mosley looking sickly in this season because he looks very skinny. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's Sam Claflin pulling a McConaughey here where he's preparing for another role and so he looks skinnier mm-hmm. here. Or if it's an intentional an intentional thing that they wanted Mosley to look more out of control and not in the power seat because yeah. they've really made an emphasis on diana who feels pretty random at times because of how she seems how little random. of a role she had in the last season but mm-hmm. and then that she was just the mistress of mosley and now she's become the leader over this yeah. plan for the most part it's kind of an odd
1: choice if you ask me it was <clears throat> it was very odd but i, I he just doesn't feel like in control uh, he has his moments like th- like in this like so basically in this scene we have jack nelson who wants captain swain to sing her rebel song and diane jumps in with this extremely uh nazi-esque or nazi sympathetic story of her being with a bunch of other people having a very similar meaning to this in i think germany and they uh they sipped their coffee out on the uh, the balcony at sunrise while Jews were left to eat grass or something. I don't even know what it yeah. was. Yeah.
0: I gotta say though, like I know I'm critiquing the fact that she is the leader, but yeah. she she eats this scene up. Like she kills it. She oh, kills yeah. it and she and she owns this character, like She's the she most does. she's the most compelling. I would say she's way more compelling than Jack Nelson is and Captain Twain. Captain Twain yeah. feels like a loving aunt the way she looks Captain half the time. Swain and felt, felt like she
1: went to somebody in power to just like an <clears throat> aunt. <laughs> right? <laughs> she... Between last season and well, this
0: one. She goes from that like that first call in episode one. Yep. To like this person who's uber respectful and Tommy's house like, I'm sorry, you killed his
1: aunt and you killed like two mm-hmm. of his people. Mm, and don't forget, this like is, that. I think, the second time Tommy's I, actually seen her in person. No, by we way. need
0: to stop, though. Because Diana sees Tommy in the dark. Yeah, she does.
1: After Tommy's just caught, just
0: stone faced, listening to this song. Mm-hmm. I just found that's the most interesting moment in the episode. When Diana sees him and it's lit almost in a way like Tommy's Batman, where he's just yeah. in the dark and nobody yep. sees him and he's just there. <laughs> that's what
1: I was kind of thinking. It's like you just yeah. know he's
0: there, you heard yeah. something. All right, so we get a montage here, which I would like for you to talk about, which is the montage, essentially, of the whole family, where you see what, what's yeah. going on with Ada, you see what's going on with Arthur, and just kind of take us into that a bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, you see a ton of, I mean, there's so much going on. So, first of all, we see Lizzie start to stumble out of the house. She's Almost like she's just, having a nightmare, Yeah, I mean, she's living in a nightmare right now, right? Like, yeah. Like, she just lost yeah. her daughter. At the same time, we have uh, some Nazi sympathizers throwing a rock. No, they're just Ada's Nazi. they're Nazis. They're Nazis, bro. All right, so they're we have Nazis. some straight, straight out of Nazis then. Yeah, they uh, have
0: they have a literal Nazi flag behind them.
1: Oh yeah, they, that's they right. look like that's Hitler. It
0: right. look like Hitler Youth.
1: Yeah, so so we have some Nazis throw a, throw a stone through Ada's window because she has a a black baby, right? Uh, which we'll come back to later with the conversation she has with little Carl Thorne here, uh, and then. We also get Arthur stumbling into An a opium den. opium den. I think the same opium opium den that Ada walked into and basically basically told him to not ever tell anything to him ever again. And he just beats the crap out of people and steals hands full of opium. Yeah. So we, we have a whole like we have Ada who seems to be fairly strong in, in, in all of this at the moment. Very strong. Tommy Tommy I would say is probably like second most and then we have Lizzie and Arthur who are just completely falling apart, falling yeah. apart and being like they're just obliterated here.
0: Yeah, I, I gotta say and you see like the off-kilter camera with Arthur to show his lack yeah. of control and steadiness. Mm-hmm. I think Lizzie's probably handling it as best as she can. She does, she has an absent husband. She has to keep it all together. Mm-hmm. Ada, I was concerned because there's a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode of like scenes that could be disturbing for people of a sexual nature. Mm-hmm. And I was like when I saw five grown men around Ada, I was yeah. like, no, 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 <laughs> no. So, I was so yeah, glad I, when she pulled I out his gun. I was worried
1: for a moment there, too. but
0: Because it felt like it was going in that direction. No. And I was yeah. like, because the other two characters are falling apart. Yeah, it, she, would, it, make, it would make sense. Yeah, yeah. With the tone of where they were going with it, I thought that that was going to happen. and I, I wanted her to shoot all of them, to be honest with you. Same.
1: Um, I mean, when she pulled out the gun, I'm like, yes. And then she
0: just shot out into the distance. I'm like, come yeah. on. But let me say something. Um, Go for it they continue to show this scene of like carl watching his mother yeah like you see when she shoots she looks at the window and then she puts the gun away quick because carl saw her mm-hmm. and it's almost like there's going to be a choice here i've said it from the beginning that's you know i just had a feeling that carl would possibly be an option to take over in the family in mm-hmm. some capacity but um it's he continues to have these moments in the season that, that make me think that. But who knows? we got a new contender with Duke, so now Carl's got some competition. It's true.
1: It's true. <clears throat> I don't know what Duke's going to do in the next episode, but he better do something. What do you think of this whip pan in the meeting where it's so, like so disorienting? It was, it was very jarring at first. It reminded me of that 70s show so much. And then I kind of i I felt like I almost called this because there was this moment like, Everybody's whip panning, whip panning, whip panning like to everybody really quickly. And I was like, all right, Tommy's about to say something. They're going to pan slowly. And then it was a moment where he was about to say something and it pans slowly. But then it doesn't stop on him and it passes him. And it goes over to, uh, I forget who it was. Uh, And they kind of answered for him. I think it was Oswald that answered for him. Here we go. Panning. Here's Tommy. And then we go right to oswald so oswald i might be a little Tommy. i might
0: be a little bit behind you
1: you might be a little bit behind me but you'll see it in a moment yeah so, no i'm on it i'm on it now yeah it was i i was i was excited that i called it was it was interesting i, I don't know what to, what to say about it it's something I, we've never I loved seen it. before i loved it i just watched it in the dark and if you watch this in the
0: dark it's disorienting it's very
1: disorienting because it's so fast
0: and it's bright because i was watching yeah. on a laptop screen but when you watch it with light behind you It's actually a really neat uh, move, especially if you block it correctly from Mm -hmm. an acting perspective. I'm still confused as to Captain Swain's look of like, she just looks like this loving aunt who stumbled into a life of crime somehow.
1: Yeah, I don't know why she's here. Like She does not belong in this room. mm -hmm. She does not feel like it at the very least. I've still like at this
0: point and I'm going to be I'm just going to be honest here. I don't know what the hell the grand plan is
1: between this group of so-called masterminds in this room. Me neither. That's what I was kind of <laughs> like, kind of trying to mention in the last episode. Like, I just don't really understand the plot and like what's com- supposed to happen in this. They season.
0: continue to meet, and I have no idea what the hell they're plotting for England. Like, what is mm-hmm. the move here? It's just Oswald to be prime minister, and then they're going to try to do like a something a like communist, that. a communist coup of of parliament th- and all that.
1: I think they all have their own motives. Okay, Here we have we have a Jack Nelson. On, who wait, wants, oh, go I, for it.
0: I wanted to make a mention of what you're about to say right now. Okay. Last season, when Jimmy McCavern is like forced to say, uh, like the Nazi salute, mm-hmm. um, I'm like Tommy's gonna be made to say this at some point. It's too convenient for him not to be made to say. Yeah, but uh, it is. Be- before we get there, does he actually say it yet, or? He does. Did he, did he say it? Okay. Yeah. He, he well, says he, Paris, Judah. Yeah. He says that you're going to get, they're going to just cut that together and it's going to be like a,
1: <laughs> if somebody is going to say to cut everything that we're saying, and we're just going to sound like a whole bunch of Nazis at this point.
0: Yeah. It'd be awful. <laughs> like if somebody just like clip oh this together and be like, this is Zach. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: anyways. Hey, not I'm but, Zach. He's, oh, that's so he's forced to out. say it and you understand it from an audience perspective because it's like, yeah he needs to fake it because he's earlier in this episode, he's writing to Churchill and he's working as a double agent here. But I found it interesting. The next scene with
1: Aiden and Carl.
0: Yeah. First, the one thing with Carl that I don't like is that he cares too much about what others think so much so that his own like stepsister, he, he denigrates as not being equal or like that, you know, I don't think he does that. I think he's just concerned about the pressures that's going to put on his own family. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's a learning moment for him here to also yeah. realize that he's an outsider as well. He is not with the in crowd. He is not with these, what the Nazis would deem the superior race or anything like that. He's a gypsy yeah. he, and he's half Jewish. So Apparently, he, he would not be, know
1: Thorne was a Jew.
0: I don't ever recall that anywhere in the rest of the season, but uh, I'm not it surprised. Wasn't? But at the same time, it's like if you were in Germany or... Any Nazi, Nazi occupied place, Carl, you would be sent to a concentration camp, my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if historically it's accurate. I, I think it has to be. But I wonder how aware they were that people shipped to different locations. Because Ada talks almost like an annoying sense that Nazi Germany, like the Nazi party was sending Jews and gypsies and all those into like camps and whatnot. That's what it yeah. feels like to
1: me. It's kind of what it seems like. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean the whole the whole story was interesting. I, I mean I, I don't know we, if they always thought Thorne was a Jew, but apparently they, you know, his parents changed their names because of the same rocks being thrown through their windows and stuff like that. Can we um
0: At the end of this episode what I want to do is Mm-hmm. because i'm completely into the dark in the dark as to how tommy's going to eliminate either kill or just incapacitate all of these evil people in his dining room mm. we have to talk at the end of this episode as to how he's going to get it done in the next two episodes and just throw <laughs> out wild shit
1: if you think you got the energy for it let's do it mm-hmm. i do i do all can't right. you hear i'm like a i I'm yeah like I, a spring I, I, chicken i hear it but i'm not seeing it yeah. we do get the scene here um after we cut back to the whole conversation in, in the dining room where uh you remember in the trailer we had that really dark dark shot of tommy walking out into a field just firing his gun off hmm mm-hmm. so that happens here just uh you know release some energy and then, after that, we cut to the morning. I do it all the time. Morning. You ever just I get looked, tired around listen. 1130
0: and just head out Bro. to like the outside and just shoot your Tommy gun into the air?
1: I'm, I'm telling you right now, like going shooting is fun. It's a nice release. It's very I enjoyable. Would, I would love to see just a comedic cutscene,
0: like where the camera whip pants to some dude in a forest <laughs> just getting lit up. <laughs> lit up. Ah!
1: <laughs> Shit, Tommy would <be> <laughs> It's, it's, Johnny, it's Johnny, dogs. Johnny Dogs out there. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: That'd be <laughs>
1: hilarious. She going to die oh, and it man. looks like it's going to be me i Did need uh, some
0: more johnny dogs in se- episode yeah, five yeah we need
1: somebody to brighten this up a bit jeez um yeah so a- anyways the following morning tommy's t- ferociously typing away at his uh in his yeah office. this is the scene oh yeah i actually misplaced the scene it's actually later that he's talking to churchill tommy doesn't yeah. sleep at all apparently no he stayed up all night typing away this letter to Churchill, mm-hmm. recapping uh the because Churchill prefers it word by word if possible, so that's what he's been doing all night. Lizzie walked in to deliver a letter from the sanatorium sanitarium sanatorium am i what, which sanatorium i think that's what i that's what I wrote that's what i was I was thinking um very interesting kind of well I mean it was most of the conversations here are actually pretty interesting, but Lizzie makes note that he's actually using the typewriter that he gave her to become a proper woman or something like that, a respectable woman. Mm-hmm. I can't remember mm-hmm. what what, mm-hmm. what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we cut to see a little glimpse of Ruby's rocking chair, which we saw at the end of the conversation in the dining room
0: Yeah, because
1: Tommy was staring at it.
0: Yeah, about that. And uh, yeah. Tommy decides to burn it which is interesting because i think in, it's like part of gypsy culture to burn like cherished things mm-hmm. i don't know what it is but in this show everything that they love they kind of burn mm-hmm. and um i don't know it's like tommy's just trying to trudge through the mud and get through this downtime to get just get the mission accomplished i i really do think this is i know i always say the last heist thing is always like a It means that it's going to be another one, but after this one, I could legitimately see Tommy kind of turn a new leaf and go (laughs) and take it easy for at least, I'd say, a month, you know, before he starts to go after uh, the president. (laughs) Well, (laughs) you know, (laughs) just when when I'm thinking that, he makes comments like he does to Arthur in the cellar where he's like, you're going to change your ways and I'm going to change the effing world. And it's like, he's still trying to change the world
1: after this? Gosh. yeah, I, I mean, know. It, I I wasn't sure what to think of that line.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm glad for him here in this scene where he's typing to Churchill because Lizzie of all things is a loyal wife. Like she is still with him despite his craziness. Yeah. Uh, but he does concede to her that he has to change and change for good. And I I do believe him. I think he's trying to, but in it's just like a, a messed up way where he you know he goes about it by his own code of conduct. But yeah. Let's see. I think things will end well for him, but and supposedly not, according to a certain doctor in this show. But before yeah. we get to that doctor scene, we get to one of my successful bets, which is yes. Tommy getting tipped off. Clearly, he's being tipped off by somebody when the phone rings oh, yeah. at, the, at his office that Mosley's been seen with Gina. So Tommy's got spies, and we get a scene of Mosley having a deep wrestling match with a certain to uh, somebody's wife.
1: Um, <laughs> I like Tommy's line. Oh, and they're mm-hmm. the, 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 like, ah, look in his eyes. is perfect. Great. Yeah. Um, Gina wife of the year. Totally. 100%. Who wouldn't want her for a wife?
0: Yeah. I'm this was the moment where I was like, maybe Michael can be redeemed here, but they have a kid. He has a kid with Gina, and Michael's character has been nothing of accountability so far, mm-hmm. so I find it unlikely. Nor do I want it at this point. I think I think Tommy's going to give Michael the option to kill him, and Michael's going to opt not to, or some something like that. Something well, along you think
1: those Tommy's going to give Michael the option to kill who? To kill him. To kill himself? To kill Tommy tommy's gonna give michael the option to kill tommy yeah because
0: i think i could see that i think he i think he does blame himself saying. for Polly's death and i think he's gonna give michael that that option i don't think michael i don't think michael's gonna do it
1: i don't know man i i, 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 I as much as i don't want it to happen i just i feel like i can absolutely see one of these two guys dying in the season i don't want it to happen what do you what do you but think about? But there's so much going on that makes me think it's going to happen. What do you think about Tommy's encounter of
0: Gina? Do you think Gina's going to go along with this? Because what? No, let me let me explain to the, let me not explain to the audience. He wants Gina to be a double agent to to give essentially information
1: on uh, on who on Jack Nelson and on who yep. was it the meeting with Jack Nelson and I'm assuming Hitler. Or, or, or gonna be Oswald somebody, and somebody, somebody in, in Germany. In, in somebody in it's somebody Germany. in Germany. Somebody in Berlin, I think. Mm-hmm. And the only prominent person that kind of I, is of there elk
0: that. in Germany. I love when Tommy goes into these. I read people's minds moments. Oh, I and I love yeah. that stuff. I love that. <laughs> I kind of, I use it in real life from time things. to time. Yeah. I, re- I use it in real life on people. I say, I know things. I huh? know things. Yeah. I I even use this. I, o- I even use the... Uh, these days people tell me things without even without <laughs> saying words. <laughs> I, I'm guilty of having used that line on somebody yeah, once but hilarious um, um, it was good it sounded epic when I did it but uh, I bet Gina doesn't seem to be <laughs> too happy about this, but she's also way more uh I don't want to call out blondes here but she's acting kind of blonde I thought she was like this mastermind and she's just a uh, She's just kind of a a dunce, like she just drinks and has sex, and she's still I thought she would be a more interesting character, and she's become kind of, kind of a tool,
1: yeah, she's Jack nelson's tool to control michael
0: and Tommy's like your uncle wouldn't like that you're sleeping with his uh mm-hmm. with his business partner behind his back, which I think he could give a rat's ass about what she does as long as it doesn't interfere with his business. Mm-hmm. Agree? I don't think Jack Nelson's like this moral I don't man. think
1: he cares. He no, doesn't right? give a crap.
0: I don't think so either.
1: I think uh, he just cares that she has a control over Michael and is helping him get it, Helping, yeah, Jack himself get in with uh, with Tommy and everybody.
0: Yeah. It seems more and more to me that Jack Nelson wa- like specifically arranged for her to be with Michael. That she actually never loved Michael yeah. in some sense. And that the whole plan was to get back to New York to kind of have some sort of Reach that uh, he could get into uh, Europe.
1: You know, with. there was one line in here that I I thought was interesting that Gina said, which is she basically says that you know Michael thinks you're the devil, when she's the one that's been saying it all this time. So
0: don't think Michael 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 said it though once didn't he? Because Gina
1: says it though, I think Gina started but, off saying it. Well, Gina's a liar.
0: I know. She knows she messed up at the end of the scene too. Oh yeah, she did. Fuck. <laughs> well, it's just like, okay, fair enough. I didn't think about this. Tommy catching Gina with Mosley is the first step of of getting to his revenge of not his revenge plan, but his like his master plan, his Black yeah. Star Day. Yeah. I got to see another black star on an agenda book before. I,
1: the, the episode six is just, there's going to be a black star on it. It's going to be black I hope the last for five, I hope five days. I the last name of the last episode is black, black star. star. Dude, come nah, on. The first I think two episodes I, were black something. Come on.
0: Nah, it's going to be like white horse or something like that. Yeah,
1: I don't know. We'll
0: see. Let's take a guess. Like, what is the next episode? I could see the next episode being called black star. Yeah i wouldn't be
1: i just want there to be a black star i think it's (laughs) i think the last episode will be called white something though i i when we look at the season in a whole i i do still agree with that i think we're going to end in that way just based on what what was said in the last season it just makes sense
0: you know i never noticed until now when tommy opens the letter they highlight the word tuberculoma in black bold i never noticed that I was also half asleep when I watched this episode for the first time this week, (laughs) kind of similar to how I feel right now, but uh, he knows that he has tuberculoma. Before the doctor yeah. comes in. He just wants to know
1: how long he has before he um, his health he loses his health pretty much. Well, what I think they actually did in that. Yeah, they did have like the word and you know what it was. But they also used like this, uh, this visual effect to like bolden the text and darken the text. Yeah. So you can kind of like – they like use that as a cue to call out certain things on the piece of paper. Which was interesting and it wasn't very like offensive to the eyes. Like a lot of times I see people do things like that on shows – whether it's something like this, like a nice period piece or just something where it's like, ah, it's kind of sci-fi in the future. And we have this massive thing come up on the screen. It's like, Hey, you got a text message. And it's kind of disrupting. and just feels weird.
0: This doctor was this, giving, giving me doctor. Was, yeah. I agree with you, Zach. I agree with you. Um, oh, thanks. similar to like the first episode when they do the French subtitles, like in the different font. Like I, I thought that that was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, doctor gives me heavy secretary vibes here. The,
1: bro seriously yeah, but
0: doesn't he seriously yes it's like too much too much with the eyes he's doing something
1: he's got the scowl it's just like there's just too much going on
0: it's like he's auditioning for another role but just Push. just but just play just play this one
1: they called me your personal doctor
0: you could not be found to be informed in person it's like <laughs> just too many lines it's just
1: overly dramatic it's hilarious he re- you already sent him the letter with a diagnosis, pal. Yeah, I know. It's like, what, I didn't open it. What do you think?
0: Like, come on. But then again, Tommy is making him work for it and like making him tell him. Yeah. So it's not really fair. But let me ask you, because he does say, have you been experiencing seizures lately? Uh, are all of Tommy's like visions and stuff like that, a side effect of the tuberculoma in his
1: brainstem? Well, yeah. I mean, he's he talks about, gosh, what was the doctor? The doctor talks about what seizures visions I mean, visions or right there's like, something like about- there's it like hallucinations specifically like hallucinations visions there's a difference between the dreams that he had been having and the visions and hallucinations which ties back to the last season which apparently you're telling me he was coughing i missed or at least i don't remember at this point but he had many visions and hallucinations of grace and now he's having it of what I think is the green eyed man or some did he, example of him. Did he get t- tuberculoma from his daughter, or did did he already have it? Okay, so that's 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 a thank you for bringing that up. So he had to have gotten it from his daughter because tuberculoma is not contagious. Tuberculosis is contagious because it's in your contagious because it's in your lungs. Remember when he's not
0: wearing a mask?
1: Yeah. And not yeah, and he, like a. And he back. says, and he says, I'm
0: I am wearing a mask. Well, yeah. It turns out he wasn't wearing a mask. Yeah, he wasn't wearing a mask because he has tuberculoma now. Now he might yeah. die. Yeah. Um. He so was I, having I visions vision before that, though. Five? Though, was he? Are you I'm, sure? He, I don't know if he had tuberculoma in five. I don't. I'm I don't not know. sure, but he, I'm sure I'm the opium doesn't help now, though. though.
1: Remember well, he had who knows v- who knows when she contracted it. She could have. I don't know how long it takes to like build up to be bad. So maybe she could have had it early on. Like no, even I think in the that's kind of rapid with the tuberculosis. But remember, back well, his tuberculosis one one was two, very rapid too.
0: Yeah, but it's it's like a lingering thing. It doesn't kill you. It's it you live with it, and then you eventually lose like all your faculties for the most part. In uh, season one, Tommy used to smoke opium, and remember he had those visions of the guys in the wall like digging through.
1: So I, when I he think was dreaming, the vi-
0: yeah, <clears throat> yeah, but it's still like a vision, kind of onset by the opium in some ways. I feel well, the like, opium, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: what? What? What'd you say? I said by the opium. Yeah. Go for it.
0: Continue D- D- that. I, I, <laughs> I just, I just think that it's like visions from both. I think it's the tuberculoma makes it worse, but the opium also caused its own hallucinations in some sense like not because. all of his problems have been caused by the tuberculosis yeah, 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 is what i'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. i think he
1: had some other major issues before this oh he definitely had other major issues and i i don't i don't disagree with that one bit i just think i think if you remember and i think it was episode 2 is the first time that we saw it in this season where he has these they're not even like visions or in the sense of like dreams like they're they're straight up hallucinations where of he walks into his office in the House of Commons and some minor dude just attacks him when we thought it was gonna be like the zombie apocalypse or something, like what the heck is going on? But like that I think that stuff is what is being caused from the tuberculoma. I don't think that has anything to do with uh oh the opium or just his PTSD. I think that's all tuberculoma. You know what
0: I don't like is that this doctor tells Tommy that he can't defeat the tuberculoma. Yeah. That's That's, why that's I,
1: the feel that somebody like Tommy needs, though, yeah. to defeat it.
0: I agree. That's why I'm like, I don't give a crap what this doctor says. <laughs> but, you know, I once watched a movie called The Farewell, which is about like a Chinese family mm. that finds out that the grandma has cancer, like terminal cancer. Yeah. And the in Chinese culture, I don't know if this is legitimately Chinese culture, but I think it is it's when the family if so if your grandma has cancer the family mm-hmm. shares the burden of knowing the news but refuses to tell the person who has cancer because mm-hmm. they believe that the diagnosis the diagnosis can kill you if you lose yeah, the, ma- the battle, the battle of disease. the mind it's worse than the disease and here i kind of feel it's the same thing but tommy has such strong willpower that i could totally see tommy just living to old age because like
1: yeah. Screw the tuberculoma, you know what I mean? Yeah, some people are like that. They just, like, F it. Yeah. I'll, I'll beat it. I don't give a crap. What is this? I, just another, another little thing in my uh,
0: life? It's almost better he doesn't tell Lizzie because Lizzie doesn't handle things, like, well at all.
1: No. Ever. Well, I mean, her daughter just died, too, so... Yeah, but <laughs> even before... It's not the time
0: to be like, hey, Lizzie, even I'm going even, even before that. Even before yeah. that. Lizzie was always, like... Yeah, she's very dramatic. What do you mean, Tom? What do you mean? It's just, like, always always going off on something. But, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not like she's married to Mr. Rogers. You know, it's just just like, you know, she's married to Scarface. It's not a picture-perfect marriage, (laughs) you know. Uh, he's married to uh, Scarface with with an actual mind. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. I said this was like the second best episode of the season. But it does end on that somber note again. Again, yep. Not a devil, just an ordinary mortal man. I, mm-hmm. That's what Tommy says of himself at the end. Yep. It's like at the end, he just resolves to say that I am mortal. I'm not this guy mm. who's in control of everything. I'm I'm just as vulnerable to death as anybody else. Yeah. And we end the episode with Polly's, Polly's vision of the war between him and Michael. And it ends with her saying uh you know the kill 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 right or something like that yeah, but uh kill, kill. yeah but he asks her once again This is like the second time in the season where he asks paulie for something it's the first one i think is episode one when he hears about the about his daughter seeing things and then here it's uh, he wants mm-hmm. just enough time to do what he has to do so tommy's on a mission to uh, you know make peace make redemption and yeah, and essentially save the world from these evil people who were just in his dining room. So that concludes episode four of season six of Peaky Blinders. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's nowhere near as, as much of a somber note as the, uh, the last episode was, but it's it's still uh, still pretty low, pretty dark. Anyways, let's get for into the second best episode of the season. Yeah. Yeah. We- Best season. uh, I'm sorry, best scene. What do you think the best scene was? Oh, gosh. Um,
0: I guess uh, Tommy and Arthur in the cellar. But also the moment that Diana sees Tommy like in the dark like that is kind of like a cool moment. You?
1: So, the Tommy and Arthur in the cellar is my second favorite. Or the the, the, the scene that I say was probably the second best. I think it was the whole meeting of the devils. Because there was a bunch of stuff that happened there. Like... I'm I'm considering that meeting, including all of like the, the montages that happened with that. I think it was just, I still don't understand what the plot is and what's going well, to happen. That's the reason and, I and can't make is it going to go into here. But that, that, just, that's
0: the reason I can't, because I don't know what the evil mastermind plot is that Tommy's so scared about. You know, I, I yeah. other than just a communist coup as you're yeah. trying to puppet mastery. I you just,
1: know? the reason why I say that one is because when I think back at this, outside of remembering that Tommy basically has a year to 18 months to live, according to the doctor. Uh, I remember this meeting. I think that's the, the most prominent thing that happened. Right? Like, Honestly. Yeah, there's Ruby's funeral in the beginning. Hindsight,
0: hindsight yeah. what it is, not a very rewatchable season unless five and six bring it on home because two, three, and four are just so dark. That it's, it's just a worse, everything gets worse and worse and worse and worse. So it goes from two, mm-hmm. Ruby gets sick. Three, she dies. Four, we mm-hmm. find out Tommy's going to die or become a, like a, a, a decrepit old man who needs people to assist yeah. him in living, right? Yeah. Um, it's like dark, darker and darker. And our, my, meanwhile, everybody else too. Arthur is just getting worse and worse. Ada's the only one who has anything together. Finn only sees the family at funerals. And uh, Lizzie's along for the turbulent ride and just facing it all by herself. Like, no one's having a good season right now. Not Mm -hmm. even Michael. Michael's been in prison all season. Like, all the (laughs) Shelbys, anybody related to the Shelbys is having a terrible season. Michael, his wife just cheated on him with this Mm -hmm. evil Nazi. Like, come on. Goodness gracious. Talk yeah. about a bad day. I mean, Michael's having a bad time with this too.
1: Yeah, that's that's for sure. Yeah, episode five and six has to make me feel really good for me to want to rewatch this one. I'll rewatch the first episode, but that's about it. I'll rewatch the first episode for sure. Yeah, I'm, I, I, might, I might rewatch the first episode after we finish the season just to have a nice positive note to things.
0: All right, so I can't uh, think of anything now, but I do want to yeah. get into what I think the strategy will be but if it unravel if it comes together and she's in episode 5 then there goes that episode but I'm yeah, sure we'll yeah. have time between episode 5 and 6 cuz what we'll, so. we want to do the bonus episode next week right yeah uh next we'll do week. we'll do the recap for episode 5 That's and fun. then we'll do the one bonus episode in anticipation and predicting what's going to happen in episode 6
1: we'll do mm-hmm. that
0: all right uh what, what is the other superlative you're going to ask about
1: most memorable characters i'm I just put Tommy on this one. I think this. I think so much of this one was about him.
0: I'm going to go Tommy and Diana.
1: See, the, the, my number two, if I were to pick one, I was kind of between Diana and Gina. No, nah,
0: Gina was Just because of the Gina scene that we memorable. had
1: with Oswald. That's about it. Just but because she, it was like, oh, we were right.
0: But she wasn't memorable. It's no. It's just... Uh, it's the scene. Diana, there was more emphasis on Diana with Tommy in this episode than anybody else. Specifically because the way she looks at him, whether she's attracted mm-hmm. to him or she's enamored or uh, interested in him in general. It's just a. Yeah. they're drawing attention to that for a reason. And I'm sure we'll find out what will come of that in the next episode or the one after. Because yeah. they, nothing is thrown... For no reason in the show, literally no, just one not. glance between Mosley and Gina, and it's like something's gonna happen there or yeah, might happen. We knew they were so. screwing. Yeah. So, uh, all right, that that concludes this episode. Uh, I really do hope for just Tommy drinking whiskey, Arthur getting cleaned up, and uh, some good old ass kicking, Peaky Blinders style. I would like to see Finn. I know you don't like Finn, but I want to see Finn.
1: I want to see Finn too. I'm not like I want to see him because I want to have him kind of like redeem himself in some manner right like from from the sloppiness of of his actions in the last season yeah but uh, uh, but it I just also feels to see arthur kick some ass and not be like a crippled old man
0: i need some redemption for arthur in this next in this next episode i need it yeah and i need tommy to have some success in his plan but i feel like the plan he has is one of those that has to come together all at once it's not going to be like a no. half of it in episode 5 Eesh. and then half in episode 6 because he needs to bring them all down at the same time or the others
1: will yeah. catch wi- the others exactly. will catch wind of what he has going on uh, you know? okay so i think no all right you know here, i'm going to make i'm going to make one prediction for uh the next episode be- based on, and, and because this is mostly because i i I agree with with most of what you just said right like he's got to take care of everyone because otherwise they're gonna catch wind of something right who does that not apply to i think in the next season no not captain swain i think in the next season next episode sorry i can't believe i said season in the next episode we're going to take care of hayden's stag like i think that that like they're just going to get rid of that you I think, think so I think something's I th- I gonna think happen I think I think Tommy I think or he Arthur becomes somebody's an ally. gonna come in and just like shoot him in the head. It's kind of what I think is going to happen Based based on the shot that we saw on the trailer and the way that the shot looked, I think that's what's gonna happen i've and been so I've been off on some of these him that's gonna be gone
0: I've been off on some of these, but I'm my opinion of Hayden Stagg is up in the air because i I also could see him as a worthy ally in some sense. Mm-hmm. um so we'll see what happens but it would be great if arthur just goes in there and beats the hell out of him that would be
1: fantastic i hope so because i would start feeling like all right great we're back we got the old arthur back right <laughs> like like you know tommy knocked some sense into you in the last one yeah. last yeah. episode whatever whatever he said when you were dr- pissed drunk in the uh wine cellar yeah okay
0: let's wrap this episode let's conclude it Sorry about the late posting, guys. Um, like I said, it was it was a busier it's a week. busier week. But next week we'll probably have this up by Tuesday. Tuesday, and then we'll have a bonus episode up by Friday, and yeah. um, and then we'll recap the final episode of Peaky Blinders, and we'll say goodbye until you join we listen
1: us to episode three or season three.
0: Yeah, you can go back and listen to all of our previous seasons that that we're going to do and that we're going to work on after as well. And then some other shows that we're going to spin off out of here. So, all right, Zach, please take it
1: away with your epic outro. I will take it away with my epic outro. Thank you. Thank you for listening to... Episode four, season six of the Peaky Blinders podcast by Story Archives brought to you by the Midnight Exchange Podcast Network. You can find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You can find us on Instagram at Story Archives. Uh, you can find us on the website at Exchange, which brings us back to our podcast network. You can visit the website there at com, And, well, there's a whole bunch of links there for the, another podcast that exists, along with a whole bunch of social media. So feel free to follow, give it a listen, and we'll see you on the next one. Until then, stay peaky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right that's it i'm going to bed i'm going to bed it's twelve i'm i'm, doing I'm turning into an old man what is going on it's one right.
1: morning an old man all right thanks all for
0: right. thanks for tuning in um well you've been an old man for like a year so yeah it's true <laughs> all right yo, good thank, one, everybody. thank you for tuning in keep tuning in, keep tuning in. share it with your family and friends and the no don't share it with don't share it with kids
1: do not share this with kids <laughs> all right Good night, everybody. Bye.